0: Sherry, how are you on this wonderful evening?
1: I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Ben?
0: Not too bad, not too bad at all. So the reason why I've got you on um, is that you are, as far as I'm aware, the digital person um, when it comes to the Teddy Rocks Festival. And so for people that I don't know, actually, I'll let you explain what the festival is because you actually work for it.
1: Well, that yeah, that's part definitely part of my role is to uh, to help tell people exactly what Teddy Rocks Festival is about. So um, I'm the official lead for the festival. Um, you say you work for them. I mean, that is, I do do a lot of work, but that's not a paid role. Um, in fact, all of the organisation, all of the uh, pretty much everyone from top to bottom does it out of the goodness of their hearts. They do it for free. Um, the only people who really get paid for the festival are. People we have to contract in for certain things that you know we can't provide ourselves. Um, But yeah, Teddy Rocks. To answer your question, is a three-day family-friendly festival, which raises money to support donations and directly support the families of those uh, who are going through cancer with their children. Um, So we've been around since uh, 2011. Uh, This is our tenth year. I know that doesn't quite add up, but we had a (laughs) a, a two hiatus for um uh covid uh, as did a lot of festivals unfortunately um yeah yeah uh so yeah we're celebrating our 10th festival this year
0: cool and so how did you get involved with all things
1: T rocks in the first place oh there's a story um I like a story let's go for it definitely not doing what i'm doing now so uh, <laughs> um i was uh i was hired in uh working for a friend of mine who um, was doing the lighting. And this was back when the festival was uh, on the outside of a pub, just in the pub garden. Um, and it was a, a just a load of scaffolding and some um, wooden floorboards. Uh, and that's what they built the stage on, just literally outside the pub, playing to the pub garden. And uh, yeah, my friend ran a, a, runs a small lighting company, um, lighting sound company out in Wimborne. Um that's um basement hire who um I was working with. Oh yeah, yeah. And, a bell. Yeah. Yep. And um uh I just um I was helped him out now and then. Um and he was like, uh, I'm doing this this charity gig and I just need someone to help me. Um, I can't pay you, but you know, do you want to just come and help out? And I was like, Yeah, if it's for a good cause, you know, why not? I'll I'll spend the weekend um helping out, rigging the lights and, and running some lighting for some uh what but you know some tribute acts at the time uh, and that's how i got started and then um the festival got bigger so it out it kind of outgrew um uh, what um myself and james at the time were doing uh with uh, his company and they um they moved to uh away from the pub and into a massive field um in blamford the stow meadows in Blanford. uh and at that point they were like okay we're gonna hiring a an, another production company to do lighting uh, and uh, so uh, they kind of parted ways um but i sent tom newton the director of the festival i sent him a message that yeah. you know i i got involved uh, for the last couple of years just helping with the lights um i know you guys you've got some other people doing lights now but like how can i help because i really enjoyed it like i'm happy to come just move some flight cases around and you know like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I ended up um, running the soundboard for the small stage. So they had one big stage and then like a little stage, yeah. just literally um, mm-hmm. a piece of staging and uh, a couple of speakers and, and like yeah, did yeah. acoustic ads there. And I did that. Uh, and that was cool and everything. But um, I got chatting to Tom after the festival. Um, and what I do, my day job, is I'm a web and app developer. So I, I sent Tom a message and I was like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Tom, your website is it's a pile of garbage <laughs> you know, i tried to get information from it i couldn't find anything there was barely anything to it, it yeah it was not to not to my standard uh, for sure and i said who does your um who does your website and he's like oh well, our a sound guy does it that makes sense and like, okay <laughs> so you got your sound guy doing your website and you got your website guy doing your sound so sort something out and and i I sent a message to the sound guy and said you know do do you want any help with this and he went please take it away from me this is not what i want Uh, (laughs) and that weekend i um i put the new teddy rocks website live which was yeah very simple at the time but it it was a a bit more graphical than it was before i had a few more photos and things and we went from there from there it's really evolved so i've gotten involved in more and more things because um the thing about Thing about our organizations that we're all volunteers we all have day jobs and so getting together and sharing information communications, is a real challenge um in a team like this and when you're running a website you know it's, it's someone who my job is to communicate to other people what this is all about um and i, I didn't know a lot of the information so i said to him, like how can i get this information from you oh, yeah. and he said well i'll just copy you in on all the emails and you can come along <laughs> come along to the video calls and things like that. So I did. Before I knew it, I wasn't just doing the website. I was helping organize yeah, yeah. the thing.
0: Well, I guess it sort of sparrows when you say yes to stuff, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's very hard to say no to, to <laughs> like
0: this. Um, so you're basically the first thing that people see when they type in Teddy Rocks into Google and they see the website and then the lineup and everything and then you're I guess one of the first people that finds out the lineup
1: and who's headlining well that's it as as a creator of content for the website as I said I needed to find this information out so I I found myself in all the meetings and and being on WhatsApp groups and stuff where the urge the early planning takes place. So the early planning for like 2024, that's already started. There's a whole Has it? whole chat a different thread about that on top of obviously organizing for this year. Um so um yeah and um running the social media um and uh answering emails and things like that. I that's uh, the team's grown this year. So we we have um we've got a guy called Max who's this um really talented um designer max ellis um and he he's been doing all of our graphics this year he he also plays bass in the bottom line which one yeah about. that made
0: sense that means but he
1: he's done such an amazing job so much better than i was doing the yeah. last few years nice. uh, on that um we've got a guy called matt who helps me out now with um replying to emails but previous years if, if you send box a message i can guarantee that it was me who replied to it <laughs> So
0: it's gone from people doing bits and bobs that they don't actually really know. Yeah, and they're actually like people that know what they're doing and can actually do what they do. Um, so you're saying how that the twenty fourth thread is already going. So is that the same with each festival, or because this one is the tenth anniversary, has this been much more planned out compared to previous years? And I guess we had
1: COVID, so that skewered everything anyway. Um, so, this is by far our best year for planning. And generally speaking, we get more and more organized every year because um, every year there's a new problem to solve. And then by the next year, we've got a solution for that and we know how to do that. Yeah. And then there's new problems, but there's more and more problems that we've already solved. We already know what we're doing. We have a plan, everyone's, yeah. everyone's used to it being done in a certain way um but covid came along and kind of threw a spanner in the works with last year's festival where a, a few months out from the festival and we still weren't sure whether we were even going to be able to do it because they just put another lockdown in and then you know we're screwed so yeah. uh, but this year you know we've we survived that was the biggest thing last year that's that, it um, yeah we obviously want to make as much money um for the charity as possible but yeah. Last year it, it really wasn't about that. It was just making sure that we broke even in terms of we had enough people in the field that we could pay all our all our staffing costs and contracts and things and, and we could do this again. And then this year we've come back knowing exactly what we're doing, we know we're definitely doing, we've got a plan on pretty much everything. Uh, there's only a few new things for this year um that we've been dealing with. So we're we're so far ahead and we're so so organized and it, it's say like you you know you think we would always be organized but uh yeah sometimes events can be quite chaotic (laughs) we're uh, we're in such a good place this year
0: so do we have a headline for 2024 yet
1: or is that a bit
0: too far along the line to know yet
1: i get involved with a lot of the festival but there's a very few things that i don't get involved with but planning the lineup is is one of those i'm not i do hear things so uh what I will say is that uh, booking for 2023 has been a real challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, because of COVID, um, everything yeah. that was supposed to happen in 2021, 2022 didn't happen. And so people were blocked out for 2023 quite early on, because actually those things were planned years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So finding acts, because um, to to put uh, a band on our stage, uh if a lot of people assume it's very simple you just say you just go and ask the band right and they'll say yeah hey it's a charity we'll play for free um so so that doesn't happen yeah. first start because uh, we don't talk to the bands we talk to their management Um uh, yeah and the management uh are, are not quite as um up for doing things for free as uh as you you know their businesses They're business people are nothing against them that that's what they do is to get money for the bands right and that they're very good at it. um so so that's the that's the first stumbling block is you know can we afford them the the next thing is you know are they even on tour at the time so if they're not touring they yeah, won't, yeah. won't necessarily play um, exclusivity with other festivals that's a big one as well so i didn't know that was a thing yeah so certain certain festivals have uh, contracts in place so uh, downloads um, famous for it in terms of um, if you play download that you can't play in a certain area or a certain time frame anywhere near that festival um so yeah it's it's a challenge to get um to get the the bands we want to get um uh, but what I will say is that there's a lot of bands that we talked to this year who uh, turned around to us and said look we can't play this year but talk to us again for next year because um you know we, we we're more free we're on tour you know lots of different reasons why We've got a really good interest from uh, a lot of great artists, but that's not to say what we've got for this year isn't great either.
0: I follow Radio One on Instagram and um and the ratings who are, I think are they semi headlining this
1: year? Yeah, so there are there are support headliners,
0: yeah, and yeah, that's one. Yeah, so and they've had their first number one single or number one album or one of the uh, one of the
1: two this year. Number one album, yeah. so, so we. Yeah as I say, it's been hard to get the lineup this year, but we've really lucked out with what we've made. Rayton, um, uh, not at the moment, they've been knocked off the top spot, but, um, until, re- until recently, they've been holding the number one album, uh, top spot, which is incredible, um, to have a band that is that kind of current. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause you've got to be a long time in advance. You don't know who's going to be, you know, you know, who's up and coming and things like that, but you don't know when yeah, yeah. they really hit peak, uh, and yeah absolutely that around the time of our festival is really great for us um obviously feeder are, are, you know massive um have been for the last uh, 15 years on on the circuit um uh, everyone knows that uh, you know at least two feeder songs it's uh <laughs> and and they're such a great festival band as well the type of music they yeah. really kind of great for that atmosphere
0: well feeder did the first year that i was there
1: and it's great to have them back they they're absolutely
0: awesome.
1: absolutely they yeah. um uh, they yeah. they had a lot of time for us when they um then when they came back um, the first time so we're really pleased they they wanted to come back and play for us again.
0: Now, I remember I think it was when, when the Zootons were doing it that I heard people saying on the day that they were doing it that they did their set for free that day.
1: Um, I'm I'm not sure, I and mean, I can't disclose like how much you know
0: we. Well, obviously not, but no, that's just what I heard.
1: What, what I would definitely say though is we we have a hundred over a hundred acts across uh six different stages this year um and, and there is a, a good number of them who are doing it for free or just doing it for for cost um and absolutely incredible that they give their time that they you know they a lot of these people who are trying to make it in the business and trying to make this their paid job but they're happy to come to us and and, and give away their talents and entertain people for free so that's it's such an amazing thing people do for us
0: I saw you'd won Best Family Festival. Especially going into your tenth year is quite an achievement in itself.
1: That was—we uh, were absolutely gobsmacked. We we went up to the festival. <laughs> we would we were so so proud and so ecstatic just to be nominated, and we went up to the festival. award. We got an Airbnb, and uh, like we stayed in this uh, like a townhouse with like a hot tub, and we got absolutely yeah. <laughs> just the, f- the for the fact that we were there. And we turned up surrounded by um, some incredible festivals, like on the tables around us. And we were like, mm. we can't believe we're rubbing shoulders with these people. We started, we started this in a pub with like we raised like four hundred quid, and then we had like fans. and you know, it was it was unreal just to be there. And then they they read out the nominations, so they were like, you know, uh, and the nominees for best family festival are, you know, uh, I can't, I'm afraid I can't remember the names of all the other ones, but they don't matter anyways. <laughs> Well, they read out um, Teddy Rocker's name. We we you know we we blow the roof off. We we cheer like we just won the thing. Yeah, yeah. just for nominated, <laughs> and then you know we go back to our drinks, you know, and watch to hear who's actually won it. And they read our name out again, and we we just there's a there's about <laughs> it's not long. It was maybe about two seconds, three seconds max. But we all were just absolutely silent, and we just looked at each other, and we're like, oh my god, we've actually what? No, they've they've made a mistake, sort of thing. Um. I, and then the roof went off again you know and um, we, we were the only festival that um uh, you know I don't know if this is right or wrong but uh, all the other festivals sent one representative to go and pick up their award and stuff but uh, Tom off and we were pushing Tom you know go collect the award and he was like you're, you're he's like no you're coming with me and like the whole, the whole team went up and had a fix taken and everything it was I think it means so much to us because it legitimizes us you know because to us that you know we're still the team that are Putting on that you know small charity gig in the pub. That's when we look around each other. That's what we see in each other. But yet yeah, we're yeah, absolutely. running this five thousand capacity festival that's got feeder and Bug headlining and Venger Boys this year <laughs> as well. Yeah, I did have a, a double take to say. Does that say Venger Boys? I'm sure it says Venger Boys. Yes. Yeah, so our, our, our anniversary, we decided that we were going to have a bit of a party to really celebrate. And we are a rock festival. That's our main genre
0: yeah yeah teddy rocks says it in the name
1: yeah but across the weekend we have a whole mix of different things we've got a, a dedicated disco dome for people want to go and rave we've got um lots of acoustic acts folk acts uh country acts uh yeah there's there's a whole mix of ska bands there's a whole mix of music but uh for our for our 10th anniversary we wanted to be it be a bit like a almost like a kid's birthday party kind of feel like let's, <laughs> let's get, some, we'll get some absolute cheese in from the 90s because that's you know well most of us are in our 30s so that's the uh, <laughs> so that's the that we we love the most and um we're like yeah we'll just uh, just let our hair down and go absolutely nuts on the friday
0: so, thinking of the Teddy uh social media page, I saw first thing this morning that it's two weeks before the festival w- begins, and Tom was mowing the lawn of the campsite as of this evening. So, is it all systems go now to get everything ready for
1: next Friday? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, the festival, as far as we're concerned, started today, um, yeah, yeah. and I to say, Tom, Tom Newton, our, our director, the the was. Um, Uh, Tom lost his brother to um, Ewing, I can never say it right and I apologise to the family for not getting this right but Ewing's sarcoma the the rare brain cancer that he he lost his life to Um, and um, Tom Newton, his brother set up this this, you know, set up Teddy Rocks and, and the family set up charity Teddy 20 and he's you know, he's so grounded and he is such a big part of everything, as you'd imagine being the director of it but he gets involved with everything, the big jobs and the little ones. And, you know, he was there today mowing the grass, to marking out where we're going to put the tents and where we're going to put the camper vans. Um, and that just shows how much, um, you know, obviously this is important to him, but how much its um, he drives things forward from the front. Um, so, yeah, um, it's all things go. Um, and uh, we've got... Uh, we've got a lot in place for this year we're even starting to think of next year it's just nuts that we're we're at that point where we can even start thinking about like when are we going to put tickets on sale for 2024 that's just to be at that point right now we're in we're so happy with how everything's been planned out now
0: so speaking of tickets do you know how many tickets have been sold and how many are left and all that fun information
1: yeah, I do. I have access to this information. Um, I think the the best way to put it, because uh, numbers numbers can say you know what you want numbers to say, but the best way to put it is that we have sold uh, more weekend camping tickets than we've ever sold. So uh, nice, you know we've we've got plenty of, plenty of space for more people to come. Uh, good, because
0: I will be camping on during my uh, volunteer shifts on the Saturday and Sunday.
1: Oh, great. We're not cramming people in exactly, you know, we're not, we'd love to sell out, um, but even a sellout isn't, we want to make sure that the festival is, um, is a place that people feel comfortable to come. So there's still, it's going to be plenty of space for tents, plenty of space for people to come. Um, So yeah, uh, but we are, it's definitely our best year for sales. Um, And uh, Caravan sold out in uh, 2022, you know, in December. So uh yeah uh, and people have been asking us left right and center you know like are, are you sure you don't have one more space sort of thing it's like no, no. all the caravan pictures have been taken um which is just amazing um yeah
0: so in the last two weeks what does your job role tend to include on the di- on the digital side of things is there like a real big push on the Instagram stories and the reels to to draw final interest and to show people what's happening and all that sort of thing
1: yeah a little bit um that's uh part part of my role is to look in on that so we have um we have our, our as i say our designer max he's actually incredible um uh, making artwork for us we've got our um our film team so um headed up by um uh, a guy called adam he he runs the um all the video stuff. So um, the big screens that we have either side of the page, uh, again, what I was talking about, like the production value that we have, festival of our size, we've got live cameras filming uh, onto the big screen. So if you're too far back, you can always see everything. Um, and uh, he's in the field as well with, with Tom and the, and the rest of the team. And he's, he's documenting the build. So the build will be um, going out. Um, uh, I don't think it's going out, uh, Starting today, but certainly in the next few days, we're going to start content showing how you go from just grass and trees to <laughs> what we end up with, which is six stages. Um, like, uh, I think we've got something like 50 traders in there. Um, all the fencing is like miles and miles of fencing, and that has to go up, um, and all that. So, yeah, um, but my role is, um, so, uh, there was. I do the website obviously but one of the other roles i ended up doing um, and this was one of those roles where you know you're at a meeting and someone says tom puts it, says to everyone he says look we need someone to look after accreditation uh this year we need someone to be the accreditation." yeah i hear people talking about it but i still have no idea what it actually is well i'll explain that in a second <laughs> but the um the, so, the, the thing was it was one of those moments where just like everyone no one put their hand up but everyone just took a step back and i was the only one Banding yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So I <laughs> ended up being my job and I was like okay guys, I'll I'll, I'll well. Um so so accreditation is um is a general term for anything to do with validating whether people are supposed to be where they're supposed to be. Um in terms of physical accreditation, we're talking wristbands lanyards, uh tickets, um, you know, barcodes, uh things like that. So it covers a whole range of things. Um so uh, basically anyone who's Going to be at the festival, I that hasn't just kind of bought a ticket uh, through the website because uh, they'll have their tickets already. Um, anyone else who's anything to do with the festival? So that's you know crew, volunteers, traders, um, uh, our our special guests from the charity, um, uh, and uh, people on the guest list, the artists, uh, their crew, any anyone like that all their names come to me and I, I put them into one big list um so that when they turn up on the door uh, at hq and they go hello my name's you know bob
0: <laughs> and we're like
1: cool yep this is what this is this is your accreditation this is what you this is the pass you're supposed to have here's where you're supposed to go here's the person yeah, yeah. you're supposed to go meet mm-hmm. um so yeah i deal with all that and um yeah making sure people get their you know, people who are on our guest list. So, well, my favorite guests by far are um uh, the the kids from the charity. So, we get we get the the kids who have either gone through and 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 come out the other side of council or um, sadly the, the ones that are going through it as well. Uh, and they come backstage, and we treat them like absolute rock stars. We as they are we really want Absolutely. them to make as they them are. feel bigger. Yeah. we want them to feel bigger than the headline acts and. Um, where well, um, um again I, I apologize for getting a name wrong sometimes but um brydenny um came last year um she, um going through leukemia mm. and she opened the festival for us so uh, we got her up on stage yeah. for the pyros and the fire oh, and awesome. stuff and I had some music playing and stuff yeah, and she, yeah. she opened the festival um in front of a crowd, crowd of people there oh, clapping that's really and stuff. Sweet just to to be able to do things like that is that's why we do it it's just amazing
0: hello just interrupting this episode to ask you a quick favor if you like what you're listening to give it a rating leave a review and subscribe to the podcast feed it helps more than you could imagine now back to the episode absolutely and so then, uh, over the festival weekend, will you be a punter, or will you be w- working along with the rest of the T Rocks team to put out fires and do the stuff that no one really knows
1: about behind the scenes? Well, I I say this every year, and and Tom always asks at me when I say it every year, and I say I'm gonna I'm gonna I've handed over loads of my responsibility, like I've delegated, yeah. I have put a yeah team yeah yeah team in place, so I can i work all year round on the festival um yeah from, from the moment the festival finished i'm on 2024 stuff uh and i'm like <laughs> this year i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna enjoy some of my favorite bands that are playing uh and there's some yeah bands absolutely. On there be, like um we've got um punk rock factory playing we've got those damn crows playing Misha and his Merry men there's so many bands yeah. go and see the bottom line uh, obviously, uh and every year. That doesn't happen because uh, <laughs> there, is, there is a new job that nobody knew was going to. Be.
0: Yeah, no, uh, no one sort of thought it out because it just and, gets sort of flung to the side with everything
1: else. Well, well last year it was the Wi-Fi, so we. Oh, okay. We, had, well, we have Wi-Fi now. Okay, this is a festival. We've had the big leagues, and not not for everyone to use, unfortunately. But for, what we have, we you know, it shows how much we've grown that we do have Wi-Fi. For Absolutely. the production and for the for the traders, for so their um, uh, EPOS systems and yeah,
0: that, like. that makes that makes sense for like contactless and everything else. Yeah,
1: yeah. But where I was supposed to, you know, it, on my agenda, I was supposed to be, you know, watching a, a band over on the third stage, for example. Instead, I was um, I was running meters of um, networking cables behind the second stage and up to the, oh. up to the trade to try and improve the Wi-Fi signal and things like that. So that's what I ended up doing last year. Um, and who knows what I'll end up doing this year, but um, yeah, I'm, I will always, you know, I, I'd love to, I'd love to go out and see, you know, watch the bands and, and enjoy the festival with my friends. But if there's a job, you know, if the radio goes and there's a job you doing, you know, I'm there, you know, let me out.
0: Yeah. So are there any particular bands that you have your eye on this year or was it just a case of just, just embracing everything and just
1: watching as much as you possibly can? Well, I want to watch as much as I can this year, but as I say, I I might have to be. (laughs) Um, The the ones that really stuck out for me uh, this year on the lineup, uh, there's a a band called Those Damn Crows. They're really getting big now um, and um, I've been listening to them a lot, so I'm really excited to see them. Um, I mentioned them again, uh, Punk Rock Factory. So these guys are the perfect band for us because they play punk rock music, but they do covers. Of like Disney classics, TV themed. Oh, that's... Uh, musicals. That sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. Perfect band for us. And, and obviously the families absolutely love it. You know, rocking out to like Moana or, you know, uh, Go from Frozen, that sort of thing. So when are they playing? You do line up. <laughs> you should know. <rest. laughs> yeah, they're on at 3.30 on a Saturday. Uh, we've just launched our Clash Finder, actually. So that's something I've been okay. working on um, this week is putting together that so that's a page on yeah. the website and it's it's optimized to be used on mobile cool. phone so you can carry it around with you. and that's where you can see well when all the bands are playing.
0: pick all your the bands you want to do and see where they crash oh like yeah, the
1: you can them. you can favorite them on on the on the website as well so you can remember which ones you've selected um something i'd like I might get time to do before the festival. Again, I say this every year, but I my next next thing on my my wish list for the website is that when you favorite a band like that, it will then notify you when they're about to come on the stage. That's what I want no. to, but it's just finding time to do it. Um, you know, that falls very much in the uh, nice to have bucket of uh, things. Um, yeah, and got those bands that are like, my um, uh, you know people I know, friends of mine. So there's a lot of bands fourth stage that i know personally um but i just i love you know i love going to see them wherever but getting see them play on on our festival is a is a real special moment um so like uh so misha and his merry men for example misha is the loveliest guy in the world he he um sponsors and runs our fourth stage our merry woodland stage uh, so um yeah excited to see him play um uh, and punk on your hits as well. So they uh, they do punk rock covers of um, like n- late nineties, early noughties, like classics like Enrique um, Inglesias or Spice Girl stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and they're just such a laugh. It's really good fun. So yeah, lots of bands I want to see. Whether I'll get to see them remains.
0: Right. So where does Teddy Rocks want to get to in the future? Where does Tom see the crescendo of where he sees the festival.
1: Well, the the next thing for us really is is selling out. Makes sense. So we've got five thousand capacity in in the arena, and that's a licensing thing. More than sure. anything, is why we go over that number at the moment. We can apply for bigger licenses yeah get to that. Yeah, but we want to sell that out, and the reason that's so important to us is getting as many people through in in that field is obviously tickets. Go towards uh, the go into our our charity pot mm-hmm. because we we, uh, we as you say we give one hundred percent of our profits to uh, to charity. Um, but on top of that, um, our main um, our main partner uh, sponsor of the festival is Halden Woodhouse mm-hmm. up in yeah. and yeah. they they do something absolutely blows my head off to, every time I think of it. That it's a thing that um, they do our bar for cost so. As in, they they run our bar for us. Sure. So they they once they've taken out their cost, like the costs of the beer and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. They yeah. give
1: all the profit from the bar to the cause, and that, and that's an incredible sponsorship package because that scales with us. So the more people we get in there, the more people go buy a drink, the more the more money we can make for the charity. Um, if we fill that field, the the number we can raise because of that sponsorship package and all and the other sponsors we have the, you know we've got um some some amazing sponsors sponsors year on year out like Trending marketing vocal zone um the greyhound who obviously will walk back from where we started yeah. um loads of others who are going to hate me for not mentioning them um, <laughs> obviously we get a lot of sponsorship as well from people who provide things directly to the festival like oakleaf marking who give us um a lot of the marquees obviously um even even the guys who like do our photography charlie raven and his team they they do that all for free um Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah uh, with all that in place if we fill that field we will make an incredible amount and that will change so many people's lives
0: yeah so over the years um excluding this year because obviously it hasn't happened yet how much money in total has been made over like the last nine years is there an official figure i can see you're looking for it now
1: Yeah, they're, they're, i'm just looking at the on the website uh, oh, if anyone is yeah i'm sure it's on, on the website, website. Um, you can go to the about page and go to past events and you can click on click on all the different years that we've had and see the lineups and years and stuff if you want to go back in time and see how it's grown but um, if i click on 2020 um, we've got a running total of how much we've made um, up year on year, up, you know, cumulatively yeah, yeah. Um. Forty forty six. sorry, 468,000 pounds. So that's what quarter of a million over going on half a million now. Yeah. And so we'll crack
0: half a million this year. Probably, I guess that's like,
1: yeah, no, yeah. we, I'm, I have every confidence that we'll crack half a million this year in, in total that we've given to to the charity. So we obviously we support Teddy Twenty, who is the charity that uh, run by the family. We also support George Rockstars, um, Young Life versus Cancer. Um, so they those guys give um, like a home near the hospital near Southampton Hospital, that families that are going through chemotherapy they can stay nearby at the hospital, um, and um, Bone Cancer Research Trust as well. Um, they are all about trying to find cures, as well as supporting the families. So, um, yeah, four incredible charities that do a lot of great work, and, and we're just really proud that we can support them.
0: Well, Chris, how would be the best way to try and persuade people to come to the festival? so that they know nothing really about it. They've only really seen it online or give us your best marketing pitch of you know, of the festival. I'm sure you've done this before.
1: No, I haven't. I'm, I, I, mean, I, I use my, my skills as a designer and as a coder to to do that. I've never really used my, my mouth words to do
0: this.
1: <laughs> but um, I, what I would say is that um, there's something for everyone in terms of um, we have... You know big chart acts, uh, in the Amazons. We've got uh, Jake Bug Feed of um, Benga Boys. We've got those big acts. We've also got um, Paramore, we've got Rage Against Machine, we've got Nirvana, we've got um, Tenacious D. So, obviously, we don't have those all the back, but we've got the <laughs> acts for them. And you know, you can have, a, have a drink and sing along yeah, to yeah, the songs absolutely. you know, and then we've got um, and sing along to the songs you don't know, sing along to the songs you don't know. <laughs> But also um, we've got more than just music as well. So uh, our fourth stage, our Mary Woodland stage, is home to not only um, uh, some great live music, but spoken word. Um, we have comedy in there. We've got um, some circus stuff. Um, every morning before the festival is fully open, you can go into the Mary Woodland the New Yoga with Mr. Bear in the morning. Um, there's, uh, it, obviously, we're... We, we're really keen to be as family friendly as we can. So, um, it's a safe space for, for children. Um, it's not a big site, you know, it's very hard to get lost in Teddy rocks. So, um, a lot of festivals span massive footprints across fields and fields and our camp, our campsite is directly next to the arena. So you can get from the arena to the campsite and back in a couple of minutes. Um, so, yeah, loads, loads of good reasons. But the, the best one, I think, is that, like, times are hard, right? You know, Money is scarce at the moment. The cost of living is ridiculous. Um, we find be really good value with our tickets, and we think our, our, you know, especially our weekend camping ticket is for what you get is the amount of stuff, you know, the 100 um, acts, you know, what we actually bring as a proposition is um, really good value. But not only that, is the money – once we've taken what we need to to pay people and things, the rest of that money that you have spent on that ticket that goes to help fight children's cancer. So, what better thing could you spend your money on?
0: Absolutely, and what better way
1: to spend the bank holiday? Well, yeah, especially if the weather's good, <laughs> which we you know we're all doing our um, our sun dancing
0: Oh yeah, how's the weather looking right now for
1: next weekend? I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked, and I'm not going to look because it doesn't change anything for us. We will be doing it rain or shower okay. Last year we had some scattered showers. Um and it was fine. You know, we've got lots of covered areas. We've got um uh four of our stages are excuse me, four of our stages are undercover. Um we've got lots of other shelter spaces for people if it really did hammer it down. Last year it was just we had some gentle showers. Um people came, they they bought their umbrellas, they sat in their deck chairs and they just chilled out a load of great live music. So yeah, rain or shine, we will be there. Um if anything, yeah, obviously we want we want oh, the best yeah. weather though for everyone. But what we really want it for is is this week and next, we want the weather to not be too wet because that really um our build schedule. Because there's certain things we can only do when the ground is dry. So uh the the drier it stays for the build, the more we can get done uh, and then we can um then we're not having to kind of do anything towards the the last few days before the festival we can kind of just dot all the i's and cross all the t's at that point
0: from a a curiosity point of view what seems to take the longest to build is it the stages or putting up the gates and putting up a mile of zip ties with all the signs in what seems to take the longest it's yeah, it's
1: definitely the fencing. So there's, um, <laughs> I don't know. Someone worked it out. Someone worked out exactly how many miles of fencing we have. But it's the number just astounded me. I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, putting up all the fencing and then um, zip tying all the. Um, so we've got like covering for all the fencing yeah. as well. Um, so, uh, and a lot of sponsored branding and stuff that goes up there that are you know that's our sponsors give us a, a nice you know chunk of their their earnings to um, to and you know, in return, the best, best, unfortunate we can offer them is to to give them some advertising space. So, going and doing all that cable tying and and things because be really <laughs> careful with our ground. Like we we love our home, charisworth Farm. We absolutely love it, and we care about it like it's our own home. So, it's really important for us that we don't go like leaving cable ties everywhere and things. We leave it as we try and leave it exactly as we found it.
0: So now the time has come. So. What do you want to plug? Anything and everything? Oh, well,
1: obviously, I want people to go and, go and buy tickets and come along to Teddy Rocks. That's uh... <laughs>
0: And the website will be linked in the description of the podcast version. Don't you worry about
1: So, I mean, you've heard me talk about the festival and you've heard me talk about t- tickets and things like that. So uh, I think that's a given. But maybe what I haven't talked about is the other ways that you can get involved in the festival. Um, so, no,
0: Go for it, go for it.
1: So the, there's obviously... Um coming along supporting us by hanging having a beer um buying a bit of merch you know getting a ticket that's, that helps us out but if you can't do that especially if, like you, you just can't afford to do it but you've got time to instead of money then um on our website you can sign up to be a volunteer and I know that's something you've done before Ben uh, so um yeah yeah.
0: this would be my third year volunteering for 2018 2019 obviously pandemic and then and then i wasn't and then I, I wasn't able to last year for a different reason
1: yeah so you you can sign up to join our volunteer team and um and uh, if um uh, i i don't know the, the details of how it gets organized but i know the man who does it and that is our absolute like unsung hero of the uh, Devo gig um he is an absolute hero (laughs) on uh, two legs he uh he does he's everywhere at the festival uh he runs the volunteer team uh and there's no job too small for him um you know i have seen him in in the pouring rain uh after after the festival's closed like emptying bins and things and um yeah he everyone works hard i think david probably out of everyone that is is just the most all action at the festival. So being on this team can, is a great way to be involved. So that's everything from like bucket collections for, for spare change to, uh, you know, fencing, stewarding, helping, helping people who need extra assistance at the festival, um, selling lanyards, um, yeah, all sorts of jobs. Um, and also asking, asking your local businesses as well. Like if you, you own a business or you work for a business, that uh, aligns with what we do um, then they can come and sponsor us and they can get um, uh, their logo and their, you know an ad for themselves put up on our big screens between the acts and they get banners up on our fencing and things um, that's what we can offer in return but they can uh, and a link, link from our website and things like that but uh, yeah sponsoring us and, and helping us be able to fund the the equipment and, and the staging and everything we need to put on the festival means more of the money we make goes to the charity.
0: That's great. Chris, it has been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And for everyone listening, buy tickets and enjoy a May Day Bank holiday and Teddy Ralph's festival.